I'm Naomi Shaven. Welcome to Axios Recap, where we cover one big story. Today is Wednesday, December 15th, and we're focused on the new space race. This week and next, I'm hosting conversations with my Axios colleagues about the biggest stories they've covered this year and what they're watching heading into 2022. Today, I'm talking to Miriam Kramer. She writes the Axios Space Newsletter and hosted the second season of How It Happened, The Next Astronauts. This year was a wild time on Miriam's beat. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos and Virgin Galactic founder Richard Branson raced to be first to ride their company's rockets to the edge of space. Meanwhile, Elon Musk's SpaceX put civilians who were not professionally trained astronauts into orbit alone for a three-day mission that redefined who gets to go to space. I worked with Miriam on our documentary podcast, The Next Astronauts, and watched the space industry closely. But let's be honest, who wasn't captivated by space in 2021? In a moment, I'll be joined by Miriam to discuss those big missions, what they tell us about the ambitions of the private space industry, and what we can expect in 2022. We're joined now by Miriam Kramer, author of Axios Space and the host of the second season of How It Happened, The Next Astronauts. Hi, Miriam. Hi, thanks for having me. Let's start with an overview of this year. I think you could make the case that this was the year spaceflight opened up to regular people, but I want to define that term really carefully because most of the people who went this year who made headlines weren't that regular. They were billionaires or celebrities. You could call them civilians. They were not professionally trained astronauts, certainly not the people that we think of, to quote you, in the second season of How It Happened when we think about Buzz Lightyear. I'm curious how you think historians— are going to think about this year in space when they look back. Yeah, I mean, it's always hard to sort of predict how people will look back on something that we're living through. But to me, I think that this has been just a monumental year in how the public thinks about space. So for decades, space has been dominated by nations. Like the U.S. has always sort of held this large outsized presence in orbit and beyond, same with Russia, and now China has become a big player. And I think that most people are sort of aware of that. Apollo 11, like people know who sent astronauts to the moon. (laughs) But I think that this year was sort of this turning point where people started to realize that, oh my gosh, like these private companies really are able to do this work that used to be just the sole domain of governments. So I think that now is the time where this awareness is stepping outside of just sort of the industry and the insular space community and has made it to the public at large. Space, to your point, is an industry that has been beset by nationalism in a really unique way, given that the rise of the industry was really rooted in government agencies. I'm curious if you see this rise in private space companies really opening space up to becoming more of a global phenomenon because private companies don't have the same obligations to only take their citizens up to space. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. I mean, there are full companies now that are hoping to build space stations for nations that, you know, maybe don't have the ability to build their own or are able to pay for it, but, you know, maybe don't have the technological skill like in-house. So there's actually like an industry being built up around the idea that It's not just nations 
giving over these ideas to private companies. But it's actually private companies that can provide services to different nations. And even NASA is kind of getting in on that. Like they want companies and have bought services from companies to send folks to orbit, to launch their own satellites. Just to take SpaceX as an example, SpaceX launches satellites for many different companies and different nations. So it's not just a deal with the U.S. government. It's actually a larger ecosystem. Let's just tease out the big three, SpaceX, Blue Origin, Virgin Galactic. What do you think was the biggest milestone for each of those companies this year? I think for Virgin Galactic and Blue Origin, the answer is very similar. And that is that they both flew their founders this year. So Virgin Galactic flew Richard Branson for the first time, which was this big watershed moment for the company. They beat Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin's founder, into space, which was this big storyline over the summer where that was sort of the moment where I think the public like really started to see like, oh, these companies are doing something and it feels a little funny and like, who knows what this means for the future. (laughs) So you have both of those companies launching their founders within weeks of each other. And that was also Blue Origin's first ever human space flight. So they flew Jeff Bezos, the richest man alive, on their rocket. And they had never flown people before. So that was a pretty big we're here moment for that company. And Blue Origin has continued to to launch people at a pretty rapid cadence. For SpaceX, my answer is slightly different. I think the big spaceflight milestone for them this year was definitely the Inspiration4 mission. That was the mission where they launched four civilians, regular non-professional astronauts, to orbit for three days in September. And that was actually what the How It Happened Season 2 series was focused on. I want to dig into that mission. And before we get into it, just a disclaimer. I worked on this season with you, so we've talked a lot about this particular mission And something that fascinated all of us as we were making this seven-month documentary was that these people were civilians when they started out, but they really did have to become trained astronauts to go. And I have to ask, is the space industry actually ready to send untrained people into space? Or does that milestone kind of undermine the premise because it required so much training to send them? Yeah, I mean, I think it undermines the premise in in many ways. Like by the time these four people went to orbit, they knew the ins and outs of the Dragon system, the capsule that they flew on, probably just as well as a professional astronaut. Professional astronauts have years of training. They had, you know, six months about. And in that six months, it was effectively just shortened astronaut training. They did most things that astronauts do. They just did it on a much more condensed timescale. So it's not as if they're picking people off the street and saying, like, you can fly in this machine. It's actually really difficult. Like, three of the four people who flew on this mission had to take sabbaticals from their jobs in order to make the training work. All this said, it doesn't preclude the idea that, like, eventually we'll get to the point where we truly are flying, like, average everyday civilians to space. Like, that's SpaceX's big goal. They want to make space travel like air travel. But we're just not there yet. Is there something in that story, specifically the Inspiration4 story, that gives you a sense of where space is headed next year? Yeah, I mean, I think the truth is we just need to see if they keep it up. Like, 
It's one thing to fly one crew like this. It's another thing to fly consistently and to fly civilians consistently. So one of the next big tests is going to be the first Axiom mission to the International Space Station. So that's supposed to happen relatively early next year. The crew has been in training. And they're going to actually spend a couple of weeks on the space station. They're going to dock the Dragon to the space station, stay up there, do various experiments, do whatever they're going to do, and then they're going to come back. So it's like a true tourist flight to the space station. They will have a professional astronaut on board who used to be a NASA astronaut. So I think that the key is going to be seeing what kind of consistency SpaceX and others can keep when they're flying these civilians, when they're flying these people. I have one last question. You mentioned earlier that the milestones for Blue Origin and Virgin Galactic were sending their founders into space. You also mentioned that SpaceX's big milestone involved months and months of training and three people out of four having to step away from their jobs to accomplish it. Do you think by this time next year, Elon Musk might have figured out a way to go to space on one of his own spacecraft? You know, it's funny. I never know with Elon, like I never know exactly what the man is going to do or tweet. But one interesting thing is that he has remained pretty consistent in that he wants to go to Mars. So maybe SpaceX's first Mars trip, that's where he's going to go. But I don't know if I see him flying to orbit. Miriam Kramer, author of Axios Space, the host of the second season of How It Happened, The Next Astronauts, which is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm biased, but I can't recommend it highly enough. Miriam, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Naomi. Always great to talk to you. Welcome back. I wanted to share a note quickly in case you missed it over the last couple of days. Axios Recap will be ending after this month. But don't worry, we have you covered. Axios Today, our daily morning news show, is the best place to get caught up on the day's biggest stories in less than 10 minutes, and you'll hear great interviews with our reporters and editors. Tomorrow morning, we'll share an episode of Axios Today in this feed so you can hear it. We'd love to know your thoughts, and we hope you'll love making Axios Today and our host Nyla Boudou a part of your morning. And I just want to say, and I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again tomorrow, thank you all for listening over the last few years. I've been on the show for two years and have gotten to hear from a lot of you, our listeners. We appreciate that you made us part of your day and followed us on this journey. It's been a great run, and we're excited to bring you the news you need to know and new stories in new ways in 2022. That's all for me. I'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap. <laughs>